Why are you laughing? Let me do the thing first, bro. Go ahead. Good morning. This is the uncomfortable where we ask the uncomfortable questions. This is Johan. It's your boy O. And uh, how you doing, man? Don't even ask me how I'm doing this week. We're skipping all that. You have a very interesting question I want to get to right away. Really? Yeah. I didn't know it was that interesting. Ask the question. You, wait, so you asked me how I'm doing. How, oh, I did ask you how you're doing, but don't rate it. Okay, I'm not going to rate it. I'm it, doing I'm do, doing good. You doing good? Yeah. Yo, I don't know what's in this tea, bro. What'd you put in it? <laughs> I just put the hibiscus in the, in the raspberry thing, bro. I'm good, but I feel like going a thousand miles an hour. All right, relax. Uh, All right, you want me to ask a question? You want me to ask how you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Just ask me the. Just ask the question, bro. How do you handle? How do you handle stress? Where do you go to? Okay, so the question of the day is, where do I go to to handle stress? Yeah. Here's why I wanted Oscar to ask this question. All right, it's an important thing for men to talk about, because men, when it comes to stress and outlets of stress. For some reason, the stereotype that we always perpetuate is a stereotype of violence. We always resort to, uh, we explode after a lot of stress has accumulated. And the reason we do that is because we don't have an appropriate outlet for our stress in the meantime. So it's a good it's a good thing to talk about why we should go to certain places. Uh, for me, bro, the perfect way to relieve stress, this might sound kind of like, like I'm a hippie. I like to step outside and breathe, bro. They were gonna say smoke weed or something. Nah, I'm not 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 that hippie-ish, but I like to step outside, take a big breath of air, bro. If it's like nice and crisp in the morning, which you might ask yourself, why is this man stressing this early in the day? That is a question I ask myself. Have you ever asked yourself that question? Like, why am I feeling like this? Like at five, six o'clock in the morning? No. Never? Nope. Because I remember there was a time in my life where I was feeling like that every single day. Like, I could not get out of the what am I doing mentality. What am I doing phase. What's How old were you when this was going on? 23, 24. So, like, you were married and everything? Yeah. That's what it is. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yo, if Carmen is watching this live, Carmen, baby, listen, that was Oscar. That wasn't me. Nah, 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 nah. It's mainly because I remember I was working a job that I hated. That I hated with a passion at that. And then I'm like, I'm just here. I'm living day by day, and I have no outlet for for, for how I'm feeling. Because, yeah, I could come to my wife and talk to her. But I was really trying not to burden her with my day. Especially at 5 in the morning. Yeah, which, by the way, that's a stupid thing. If you have a, a, a spouse that you love and cares about you... Yeah, you, you don't want to bring their mood down, but you should also feel safe talking to them. Yeah, but not at 5 in the morning. I agree, which is why I didn't do it. Can you imagine, like, babe, what, what? I don't know, man. You know, you feel me? It's but, just... like, I think I think also, considering, because let's look at the scenario. I don't, to be honest, I don't care what direction this episode goes into. Right. So, like, you wake up at 5 in the morning. You are the man you wake up first. Or even as the woman, if you wake up first. Mm-hmm. I feel like even if you wake up in a certain mood, I think the most important time of the day for me is the morning. Yeah. It really is. Because it really sets the standard for the rest of the day. 
So I think you almost got to you got to force yourself really to set the mood in your house and to set the mood within yourself. Yeah. Even if later on you do, you know, while eating breakfast or lunch, you decide to bring it up on your wife. Yeah. If it's something that, you know, because sometimes, yeah, we're humans, we just get into a mood. But sometimes there's just things that can't get dropped so easily. Yeah, that's true. It's like you linger with it for a yeah, while. Yeah, exactly. But there's things that are really, really just in our heads. Yeah. Anytime. It's almost like sometimes you like you see when you find out certain information, and it makes you feel a certain type of way. Yeah. And you know in the moment, like I'm gonna shake this off, but it's not gonna be for a while. Like yeah. you, you, like you go to sleep with that, you wake up and you're still thinking like, damn, that makes me feel. Like, I feel a little bit weird right now. I'm not gonna hold you. And then. Over time, you shake it off, but in the moment, you can't just let go of that. Yeah. So I feel like like stress is kind of like that, bro. Yeah. So it can be because w- one time I was, I I get in a certain way when I'm stressed. Like I am moving at a thousand miles an hour. I'm doing nothing right. Everything I try to do, it falls apart, and I <laughs> I will open the fridge. To get something, I'll leave the fridge open, I'll go to the stove to turn it on, and I forgot to get what was in the fridge. I go get to what was in the fridge, and I forgot why I even turned the stove on in the first place. And then, it's like, I'm like this hurricane that's moving. Yeah. And Carmen already knows that. She's like, why are you stressed out? She doesn't even ask me, what am I doing anymore? She's like, why are you stressed out? What's going on? And then, at that moment, you know what I do? I say, I don't know. Because it's not the easiest thing to recognize why. Tell me something, bro. When you When you get stressed, you... Do you know always why you're stressed? For the most part, yeah. Like you you're like you're in tune with the reason behind your frustrations. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm not like that. Sometimes I am, don't get me wrong, I'm not like oblivious to what's going on in my life. But sometimes I'm like really really out of it and I have no idea why I'm pulling my hairs out. I think in slowing down is is important. That whole thing where yeah. you where you, where you breathe, because I think I said it one time. Like there was a point where I when I would get up for work, I would try to do. I would have so much time. I would have time. Yeah. And I would still do everything, like super super fast. And some things would some like you know how you said like how things would just fall out of your hands. Things like that would happen to me as well. Like you know I'll go ahead and hit my hit hit my shin on something, or like something <laughs> I'll I'll drop something, and then I kind of just told myself I'm like. I have all this time. Like, I wake up early on, on purpose. I have all this time to do these things. Why am I rushing? So, literally, like, I have to stop. Yeah. Breathe. And, like, purposely start doing things slowly. Even if my even if my mind wants to do things at 100 miles an hour, I control it enough to just be like, if I'm going to move this instead of just moving, I'm just going to go. Yeah. And that's... The interesting part about that is, like, I notice when I'm, do, when I'm like that, right? Accelerated, basically. And I'm trying to, let's say I'm trying to get to work on time. I wake up on time or whatever, and I'm just rushing. Those are the days that I get to work the latest. Because you think you're doing something. You think that be, that your efforts and your, you know, the the motivator behind your strength, which is your stress, is doing something. Mm-hmm. But you're really just doing everything wrong, and that's setting you back even more time. I mean, stress is, stress is you know, when God created the body, like, Stress is just an indicator. It's just a sign that whether or not we acknowledge what is the the reason behind it, yeah, it's just a, it's just a, a sign that there is something that isn't where it needs to be. Yeah, and also stress, in my opinion, off of that same thing, it's a really good 
uh, indicator that we need to react to something. Like if you're stressed out, like you said, something isn't how it needs to be. It's not just that you feel the stress. The stress is supposed to cause you to fix what's going on, mm-hmm. like to react. The The problem is, in my uh, cases sometimes, I don't know what I need to react to. Well, there's that saying that not every reaction deserves a re- not every what every reaction deserves a reaction. No. Not every action deserves a reaction. Yeah, but it's also, man, as humans, we really forgot how to just stay still sometimes. Mm. Yeah, we really forget to like just, like just not do anything, bro. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's why like taking a deep breath helps because it's like. Everything is happening, and at, but in this very moment, in this space right here, it's just me breathing. Well, if we, you know, if we get biblical and everything, like I mean, I've heard it, like Yahweh. What what is that? It's like exhale and inhale. Yeah, like, that's where that name came from. So I mean, I think there's, I think there's a. So what Oscar's saying for those of you who don't know the context, uh, there was a TikTok that was went viral. Honestly, if it's true, it's really freaking cool. Basically. When God created human beings and then the original languages that was spoken, in the Hebrew language, Yahweh, uh, we have a fixation for vowels. We like to say Yahweh, right? But according to, I don't know according to who, because mm. again, I haven't really done any research. Yeah. The actual way to pronounce Yahweh's name or God's name is inhaling and exhaling. That's what it sounds like, the pronunciation of his name. Mm. So basically, whenever we breathe, we're saying God's name. Right. That's kind of how that goes again i'm not sure how valid or accurate that is uh i feel like that's pretty freaking cool that's true yeah i mean because again the whole breathing thing even when people do yoga or people do whatever it's just like oh just breathe just breathe and and not just that it's like it even uh speaks to the creation when the first thing that god did when it came to us after he created it for us to live he breathed air or life into us Mm -hmm. you know and you know you know what's crazy that i learned this week uh, that apparently children, when they throw tantrums, mm-hmm. they start to panic even more because they're hyper they're hyperventilating and they stop breathing. Oh, so like the oxygen flow just <laughs> yeah. So they get even more it like stressed out or the tantrum gets more intense. Yeah, let me just respond to this comment. Yeah, so um, right now we're doing the TikTok live. We don't really have a microphone connected to the phone. It's, it's just my cell phone. Uh, we are working on a way to fix that, so I do apologize. But uh, <clears throat> the mics are speaking into the computer, and this episode is going to be with great audio up within like two hours or so. So yeah, you can go on his on his bio. Yeah, and I really do appreciate that though. Yeah, we we are gonna fix that. I'm gonna figure figure it out. Either way. Yeah. Um, let's get into this. Theme, bro, this topic because uh, I, I got a I got a follow up question. Though. Oh, you do? Yeah, it was the one that I told you. It was like, okay, basically following up that. What do you do when you and your wife are not seeing eye to eye? Okay, that's a great question because I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Okay, as men that are that you know that are married and, and and have lived with women. Um, can you agree that living with a woman is stressful? And not in a negative way, just in a real, like, you know, or living with anybody is stressful, really, right? Living with a woman that you love dearly can be stressful. The only reason it's stressful, in my opinion, is because I've, I compare it to, like, God's holiness, right? The standard? Yeah. 
God's holiness is going to magnify my imperfections. Right. When I'm living with a woman who's, how do I put it? Who is invested in my well-being, you know? She's going to call me out on certain things that I really don't want to be called out on. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to be corrected. Nobody likes to be called on. Yeah. So there's that. But it can be a little bit more complex than that because it's not just when she's correcting me that things can be stressful. It is also in the scenario of this question, things can be, you know, we might not be seeing eye to eye on a certain issue or a certain Mm -hmm. situation. However, I do know that it happens all the time with us. And what we end up doing is uh, we either compromise, like, okay, where can we compromise here? Compromise where we can is actually a quote from Captain America, the Winter Soldier, right? Compromise when you can, and when you can't, don't. So basically, if it's a very serious situation, like, yo, we, we, need, a, we need an answer here. Or if it's something as simple as you want to go to bed and I don't. Yeah. And I'm not going to go to bed without you. Which happens. People don't understand the, the, the silly things that married couples argue over when they're, when they're like, you know. Yeah. No matter the age. Exactly. And But, but here's a beautiful thing behind that. Perspective is everything. If you're arguing over something as silly as, oh, he always wants to go out with the boys and he never wants to spend time with me. As a man, that should turn a light bulb on in your head. And you should analyze it from the point of view of, okay, it's not that she doesn't want me to go out. Yeah. It's that she wants to spend time with me. Yeah. And if you look at it from that perspective, you will actually feel very grateful that there's a woman that is going out of her way to communicate her frustration because she could just not say anything, bro. She could avoid this entire argument. She could just not say anything. All right, go do what you want to do. But she loves you to the point that she will tell you, listen, I want you to stay home with me. It's not a controlling thing. It's not a manipulative thing. Like many men like to phrase it. It's, it's, It's honestly... A beautiful thing when you, your character as a man, has created a desire on, on another woman to spend time with you. She enjoys your company. That is what that's all that means. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, it's not just the love because some women love their partners enough to let them go. In the in the case of like, oh, you know, I, I want him to have his time. Yeah, but it's just it feels good to know that somebody somebody wants to spend that much time with you. Yeah. If it, and, and some people might be like, oh, she's so clingy. She's so dependent on me. Is this and that. But it's like, no, like, when you got married, you, you're you not the only one who had to let go of certain things. I have a question about that. When did becoming clingy become an issue? When people outside of the relationship started telling you that it was. In my opinion, that's a really good answer. It, that That has a lot of validity to it. In my opinion... Clinginess became an issue when people started to seek out other people for their bodies and not for their relationships. Because if you're with a person just for their body and they stick around for more time than you want them to, they're clingy. And that has evolved in relationships for whatever reason. Them needing, obviously, them needing some time with you, some quality time, because that's not clinginess. They just want some quality time with you. Yeah. Somehow that turned into being clingy. And I, I really, for any women or men out there that are listening to this, if you're in a relationship, you're not married, right? I'm not speaking to marriages. I'm speaking to to boyfriend, girlfriend type thing. Or even 
serious situationships. If you're with a person that makes you feel like you're being clingy just because you ask for attention, just because you ask for time, just because you ask for them to, hey, I would like to do this with you. I want to include you in this activity. I like I like this and I love you, therefore, I want to make you a part of this in my life. That is not a bad thing. And if you're making it if they make you feel as though you're being clingy, then I feel like you deserve better. Me, me personally. Uh, I'm not in the business of telling people to break up, but if you're in the dating phase right now and you're already being made to feel like you're doing too much, like you're being extra. No. Let's see, that is one of those things where if you don't see eye to eye on that, that might that relationship might not work. It might not work. So the before the poor, the thing with what I was saying before, you cut me off. Did I really? Yeah, a little bit. Oh my bad. No, you're good. It's just uh, you know when we get married, we forget that we get so selfish in the sense that we think that we're the only ones giving things up in life. When we forget that the other person also has to give up either friends or other people. So it's like. You made, not made, but you influenced your wife to drop people that maybe she didn't even want to drop. Mm-hmm. So she could give her all to you. But you're not willing to drop your friends because it's like, oh, I need me time. But it's like you kind of have that. Yeah, you have that. So now that she has nobody and you have her and then some, you want to shift the priority to the person that you didn't decide to marry Bro, to the people all, you didn't decide to marry and speaking of that we have to understand we grow as people as human beings i'm not always going to be in a certain type of friendship mm-hmm. that compromises time with my family like there are people that i know that they got married and guess what they moved on with their life and that was the right move like there were friends that were holding them back that me time that that was a phase in your life and that's gone and guess what? You can still have time with your friends. You can still whatever. But now there's a different priority. There's a brand new thing in your life that you here's a you decided to seek. Nobody told you to get married. Nobody told you to, to ask that woman to marry you. You did that. So how is it that you get involved in a relationship and now you are upset that, you, that she's asking to spend time with you? Yeah. Something that I have written here because I like what you said earlier about... Um, just the clinginess and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that I think is 100 percent true. And what I wrote down here is whatever doesn't come out out of your mouth through words will come up and out of your body through actions. Okay. So straight up, I think that if a man sees a woman that he's with, whether whatever wife or a girlfriend, as clingy and in a negative way, I just think he straight up doesn't like you. Exactly. I just think he just straight up does. I said it last week. Like we're willing to commit to people because of what they can benefit, uh, that we can benefit from them, whether it's the sex or the body. But we're not willing to commit to people f- for other things. Bro, I say this all the time, all the time. A lot of y'all are getting married to people that you don't like, and are getting married to people who straight up do not like you. Mm-hmm. And the 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 sad part is that it's very easy to put up a facade. Just to get what you want out of it. But as soon as like push comes to shove, that you start to have to compromise and have to sacrifice certain things for this person, you realize that you don't really like them as much as you thought you did. That's because we mix up the word like with attraction. Because you know how many women I've seen personally that I've spoken to that physically they're attractive. And then I speak to them and we have a conversation. And it's like 
now I realize that I don't like you. Mm-hmm. You just you look good. You have an attractive you have an attractive figure. That's what it is. So people people the priority for a lot of people is just the physical. Yeah, I get it. That's the first thing you see. But you can't you can't you can't get married or start something serious based on just the physical. I was actually talking about that yesterday with a, a group of guys. They're like, "Yo, as a Christian, because they're not Christians, as a Christian, do you think it, like is it bad for you to be like super super sexually attracted to your wife? Like you really?" I'm like, "No, no. Like actually, if you're not, there's a problem. Like, why would you marry some? Oh, you know her personality, the way that." That she talks, her her eyes, her mind, and I'm like, those are all beautiful things that you should fall in love with because that's a, well, that's what's really gonna last in the long run. Yeah. But your but her body should also be something that you're attracted to. Yeah. So yeah, the physical is important, but it's not everything. And there's a lot of red flags, like just for the women that are listening, like you can tell sometimes, like if like if you're a man, let's say for example, like after sex just turns around and just. Nada. Don't, don't say nothing, bro. That That oh. is a direct... It's a very good indicator that you messed up. I can do a whole top five right now, but that's, you know, my, maybe another episode. Maybe another episode, yeah. Of, of how to tell if, if your man really don't like you. But yeah. It's, it's just, there's a lot of little signs that many times women do see and they do ignore out of comfort, comfortability. They do that because men do it too. We get, like you said, we get comfortable. But the the prospect of looking for something new is terrifying because people say like, "Yo, imagine being with with a person for like two, three years, and then you have to start all over again talking about what's your favorite color." Like that's that's. <laughs> I, mean, I, I personally be- like that stage, me, but that's me. No, no, no. It's a beautiful thing, but they, they're basically saying like, after you put in all this work, you have to start from zero. With someone who probably won't work out either mm-hmm. in their minds. But I don't know, man. I feel like going back to the whole clinging topic, because I, I really do. I, I enjoy talking about that, but it's an unfortunate thing that it has to be talked about. Because I was analyzing this. If a man does his job as a man, basically, he is a masculine man who takes care of things, right? Not that he has to. Kill a bear with his hands. That's not the type of man, even though that'll be cool. That'll be a work of art, in my opinion. That's right. However, if you are a masculine man, you're taking care of things. She doesn't have to ask you to take care of things. You're always on top of everything. Your masculine energy is going to default her into her what? Feminine energy. Yeah. And what do women in their feminine energy do? They do what women do. They nurture. They they care nurture. For they care for you. They ask you how you're doing. Mm-hmm. They're safe around you. They go. She wherever you lead, she is okay. Where you end up, because she knows that you're not going to lead her into a ditch. Yeah. And guess what that looks like for people on the outside? A woman being clingy. Yeah. Yeah. So in and of itself, being clingy is not a bad thing. It's not. As if. You love this person. Yeah. And, and and like Hannah says, if you're not controlling and manipulating for the wrong reasons. Because I've also seen a lot of men that, for example, uh, that don't allow their, their, their wife or girlfriends to go out because they're envious of how much fun they have. Yeah, that like right there, the don't allow. Yeah. That's it's a red flag. Yeah. Right there. But yeah, and, and we're actually going to talk about that, about the friends thing, because I feel like there is a... 
there is a healthy way for you to establish a boundary. Mm. Like, it was one thing, oh, you can't go out. I'm not going to, no, hold on. Take a step back. We're both adults here, right? I can actually call the cops on you for kidnapping right now. Yeah. So, uh, this is this is not a father-daughter dynamic here. You can tell me why you don't want me to go out, and I can consider your opinion. Mm-hmm. And we can communicate about that, and we can ha- actually try to see eye to eye on this. And if I love you and your opinion is valid, I will take you up on that. But if your opinion is BS and you just really don't like me to go out with my friends for no reason at all because you can't get a friend because you're, you're this, how do you say antipatico in Spanish, in English? Antisocial? And you're this antisocial, uh, everybody hates being around you type of person. Mm-hmm. That's your problem, but you don't have to pass it on to me. Yeah. You know? Being independent is certainly not as bad of a thing as people make it out to be. No, I got a question about that though. What you just said, that scenario, that scenario that you just put up. Do you did you make that up for married people, or no? Married people specifically. Okay, so at what point do we honor? Because you know we always talk about uh, honoring and all this th- and all these things. At what point do we honor? Because let's say we're married. When you're mm-hmm. married, it's a whole different thing than dating yeah obviously you always say like when you're married and your wife you have certain rights absolutely at what point at what point can we tell our spouse no i'm gonna go anyway never even if it is just a bs uh, a thing so here's the thing we're talking about two rational human beings right that's the first thing we're not talking about an abuser we're not talking about somebody who just uh, wants to dictate the course of my life because they think that they're entitled to do that, right? Okay. That's not what we're saying. However, I made this this point before. Communication and asking for permission are not the same things. Right. Like, I'm not going to ask Carmen permission to do anything. I will run it by her. Hey, baby, I was thinking about X, Y, Z. Now, if I am taking my wife's... If, if I'm taking my situation, my scenario to my wife running it by her, I don't just get to say, I'm doing this. Right. That's not what running it by means. Yeah. Right? No, because I, I recognize that there's a, there's a tone and a way of saying things. Exactly. Well. But even even if I want to do it, and there's 100% reasons that I should do it, right? And I believe in my wife's wisdom and her ability to not give me BS reasons for whatever, easily. Hey, babe, I'm going to do this, this and that. You can go one of two ways. Oh, yeah, go right ahead. Just make sure you're here by 9 or by 10. Remember, we have to do this. Just be here at this time. Or it can go, babe, I don't know. I was thinking that we could spend some time together, which is a super valid reason. I'm just going to put that out there. I just want to, we haven't really been spending that much time together lately, and I just wanted us. Or remember that you, you told me that we were going to fix the, the basement up, and we we're going to start up today. And then there's a, a myriad of things that I, as a man, can forget about, which is why I'm even bringing it to my wife in the first place. Boom. Right there, communication saved me. Okay. But you got you got blessed. Okay, okay. But then but then you, you have to be you have to be aware that if you're in a marriage and it's a straight up no, you're not doing that type of situation all the time, what marriage did you get into? That doesn't sound like a marriage to me. Okay. It sounds like slavery. It is, but what would be the response for a man who's still trying to honor? Even within a Christian marriage, because I've seen a lot of toxic Christian women as well. Man, all right, all right. 
I just want to. I just want to get into into the real because there's all scenarios out there. Not everybody's married to a rational human being. Okay, but then this is when you have to not number one as a woman or as a man because it happens to both. Right. Don't just let them step all over you under the guise of honoring them because right. that's where I, that's where I wanted to get into. You know, that's that's in my opinion that's gaslighting. That is a real definition of gaslighting and manipulation. You know, they they cloud your judgment based on the oh I'm. I'm the husband, I'm the yeah. wife, you have to listen to me. Yeah. No. First of all, listen to your spouses. Very clear. Listen to your husband, listen to your wife. They're not always wrong, okay? However, after you listen to them, you are having a communication. You're having a dialogue. It is a conversation. You can rebuttal. You can't say, I don't agree with that. You can't say, I don't want to do that. Exactly. Or you can straight up say, you wallin'. Straight up. Mm-hmm. You 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 reserve that right as a spouse, yeah. but then if you if you're just gonna go ahead and 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 just oh no that's it son excuse me because there's a there's a certain level of toxicity that comes with with honoring the wrong spouse in the sense of like yeah in the same thing that you just said the whole stepping over somebody thing there's a lot of good men out here who are with women who. For the for the expense of honoring, allow themselves to get stepped over way too much, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah, which is why nobody wants to biblical, do the biblical tradition formula of submitting and or what's the what's the one for men listening and you know. Uh, the, Bi- the Bible tells both of us to submit to each other. Right. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. It's in a different book, though. I think. In Ephesians. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it gives us a clear indicator that we're to listen to each other. Yeah, and so then we and then we all fall into this, you know, like they said, like this whole slavery of like, oh, I can't do anything because but I bro, have to honor. I really want to dispel that right now because submission does not mean blind obedience. Mm. There's a very there's a a word for that. I I keep forgetting being subversive. Oh, I forgot. African hippie always writes it. I forgot. But either way, being a submissive spouse. A submissive wife does not mean blind obedience to a man that all he wants to do is enforce his will upon you. That's not what that is. Because here's the thing. If we follow the formula down to a T, subservient, yes, that's what it is. That's exactly uh, what it is. Thank you, Hannah. By the way, I think you're the one that has to respond because this is your live and your account. Yeah, I know. I mean, we're probably not going to go all the way like that. But either way. If you are a submissive wife, or as a husband you want a submissive wife, I need you to understand that does not mean that everything you say goes. No. That's not what that is. That's that's a dictatorship. Right? That is, that's straight up narcissism in your home. Mm-hmm. Straight up authoritarianism in your home. Mm-hmm. But it's not love. It's not. And Manny just said here... Um, as I said above, most women who exhibit this behavior don't often function well without company. Yeah. That's it. I've seen it. Yeah. You you, you kind of have to compliment each other in this. For this to work the way that God intended it to work, you kind of have to make sure that you're doing your part. A rule of thumb, always focus on you, on what you're doing. Well, yesterday I heard I heard a quote. And the quote said, I stopped saying, I'll take care of you and you take care of me once I realized how much depth that lacked. Mm. 
it's very shallow. I'm saying I'll take care of you and take care of me. That That's nothing, basically. He started saying, I will take care of me for you if you take care of you for me. Mm. So he said, sure, I can take care of you. But imagine what would happen if I took care of myself and I became 10 times stronger for you, 10 times wiser for you, 10 times uh, more patient for you. Imagine that. Imagine how, how this would work. If we did our own part instead of hyper-focusing on what the other person can do for you. So with that being said, if you really do want a submissive wife, if you really do want to be a husband that you're that that she can trust, then yeah. be a husband who she can trust. Stick to your word. Do what you said that you were going to do. Make sure that when you speak, your 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 words don't fall on ears that you have deceived in the past. Yeah. Ooh, did you hear what I just said? Write that down. They did. did y'all hear what I... Make sure as men, when you speak, you're not speaking to ears that you have deceived in the past. Make sure that your words are true and your words are concrete. Make sure that when you speak to your wife, she can trust you. But the way that you do that isn't by obligating her to trust you. You have to make sure that she trusts you. And how do you do that? By being a trustworthy man. By being a man who is true to his word. A man of character, of honor. That used to be what defined being a man was, by the way. Like in the past, when you were defining what a man would be? Yeah. Oh, that's a man of character. That's a man whose word you can trust. A man of his word. A man whose yes means yes and no means no. A man who's not going to bend a knee to anyone. A man who's not going to compromise the values of his family just because he wants to please someone. A man that is not going to entertain any female relationships that can compromise the integrity of his marriage. So, Ephesians Ephesians 5, because we we talked about it earlier. Yeah. uh, Verse 28 and 29. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as as they love their own bodies. Right? For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ feeds the church. So before you made that crazy-ass quote that you just did right now, you said that a man cannot take care of his wife. Yeah. If he's... Not taking care of himself. Yeah. And the That's quote, biblical. And the quote that, 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 you, that, that you said, the best way to take care of your wife is not, oh, I'll take care of you. And you take care of me. It's like, no, I'll take care of me for you, and you'll take care of you for me. Exactly. It's right there. Because if you really think about it, that is, bro, okay, God is slick. He knows. He he knows that I cannot force anyone to take care of me. Yeah. As much as I want, as no matter what type of a man I am, if Carmen is not in the disposition of taking care of me, guess what? It's not going to happen. However... If I take care of myself with the intention of valuing and giving value to my wife's life, that would I understand that in a direct correlation, if I become a better man, her quality, quality oh my God, quality of life is going to improve, then I owe it to her. You know that you changing for the right woman is an act of submission? And it's an act of love. But yeah, you are. It is an absence of permission because guess what? You are negating yourself. You're denying yourself from things that you would do in the past. You're denying yourself from character traits that are flawed, and you are giving your wife access into you, into your life, so that she can, she can change. Go ahead. 
We don't change because we want to be loved. We change because we love. Say it again. We don't change because we want to be loved. We change because we love. So it doesn't start from there to over here. It starts from here to there. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you trigger. It's something that I have to do because I already love you. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you don't like this person, like we were talking before, if you don't really love this person, then there's no, there's not a winter's chance in hell that you're going to change. Yep. Yeah, yeah, y'all hearing? Th- are y'all hearing this? And these are things that you have to analyze before, before you get into a serious relationship. Yeah. Because guess what? Even in the dating phase, there will be things, little tiny quirks, mm-hmm. that if there is love operating in that relationship, those quirks are going to change. They're going. To, they're going to leave. Yeah. They're not going to be there anymore. I remember. I'm telling you. When I was first dating my wife and we were getting more serious into the relationship, I was terrible with money. Horrible. And she was a money guru. If she wanted to save X amount of money in this time, doesn't matter how much money she was making, she will figure it out. Mm -hmm. So guess what? That was something that I had to change because I love her. I was not about to allow her to get into a a marriage or relationship with a bum who cannot save $50 even if he needed it. Yeah. Type thing. And guess what? I decided to change. It was a sacrifice. It was an act of submission because, well, mm-hmm. baby, here's my bank account information. And we see, we see it all the time. Hollywood does a terrible job at doing certain things, but you know how many <laughs> everything there, there's so there's rom coms out there where you see it all the time, like the cliche, like the sweet girl means the bad boy who's promiscuous and does all these things, and because of her you mean love, she meets a hoe? Yeah, because her love for him, and he values her. The change sometimes just happens automatically. You ever seen the movie Grease? Yeah. John Travolta? John Travolta, yeah. What is he? He's a greaser. Uh, he's a hoe. He's this. He's that. And then she's this sweet little... That movie's kind of rapey, bro. <laughs> he's this sweet little uh, country girl, whatever. Yeah. By the end of it, she ends up becoming like him and he ends up becoming like her. Yeah. It's such a, a non-existent stereotype, bro. Yeah. But, but we can actually... Look at things in a certain way, right? Oh, I can change them. Yeah. I can change them. I can change them. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. Hannah says she hates the end of the movie. I love Grease. <laughs> the fly. You know, I'm not even going to talk about that. Anyway, uh, you you, are, you cannot change anyone. This is something that Manny's wife, Crystal, said once on a live, and I will never forget. You cannot force anybody to change. You oh. can only change yourself. Go, bro, God doesn't even force us to convert to him. No, because he knows that anything that is done out of force Mm -hmm. is not real. Which is why, just off the topic of relationships, answering some questions out there, Mm -hmm. which is why people be like, oh, why didn't God just not put the tree there in the first place? It's that. Why? It's because there had to be a choice. Two reasons. Exactly. There's actually two reasons. Number one. And this is not, in the Bible, don't look for it, please, because they're going to call, call back here. Oh, this is a heretic. Nah, listen to what I'm saying. A couple reasons why I believe that that tree was in the Garden of Adam and, oh my God, the Garden of Eden. Jeez, bro, this tea. Anyway, number one, if there was no option to not love God, mm-hmm. there was no option to not disobey him, then the love that we have for God would have been mechanical, would have been robotic, it wouldn't have been authentic. Would have chosen like right now, 
even in our sin, mm-hmm. we make the conscious decision to turn away from that sin and to love God despite our sin. That is a true expression of love. Mm-hmm. But even even deeper than that, something that many people do not uh, ever really think about. Have you noticed that because of sin, it's crazy that God even can't even use the worst of situations. Because of sin, mankind is able to experience the deepest level of love, the deepest grade of love that God has to offer, which is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. All the angels, when they failed, when Satan took a third of heaven down with him, mm-hmm. God didn't forgive them. God didn't forgive any many creatures or whatever happened. He didn't forgive them, but he chose to forgive us. And he did that knowing that that forgiveness was going to take him to the cross. So... That's kind of my reasoning as to why that happened, you know, why God even allowed that to happen in the first place. But it's it's incredible how we can even take that back to to a to a marriage standpoint, where we get married with a person that we know damn well is going to fail us. Mm-hmm. We know very well that we're going to have to give him. Yo, Manny has such a good quote that he reminds me of all the time when we're talking about these things. He told me that somebody told him. In his marriage, earlier in his marriage. He told me somebody told him. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. It wasn't him, but he he told me, when you get married, if you want this to work, you better be ready to forgive what you thought you would never have to forgive mm-hmm. and to ask for forgiveness for things that you thought you would never do. And by the way, that does not always mean cheating for the people listening here. It can, and most of the time, unfortunately, it does, but it doesn't always mean cheating. So my little, my little, this thing has been very handy today. Yeah, go ahead. Repeat what you said before the whole Manny thing. Um, that people are gonna fail you. Yeah, we're, we get married to people knowing very well that they're gonna fail us. Yeah. So I have here written also: it's okay to do life with people that aren't going to surprise you. First expressions, first expressions, impressions matter. But better to know who you're sleeping with than somebody with a perfect resume who will later disappoint you. Mm. I like that. And you know what? It kind of goes into the the question of the day for the end of the episode. Oh, it kind of does. But elaborate. I want to elaborate on that because that's very true. Right. People think that boring is bad. No, and I was actually listening to a radio show yesterday about this. Boring is the boring does not mean bad. Boring means normal. Boring means that there's nothing bad going on. That's yeah. what that truly means. If you if you need the constant exhilaration, the thrill of oh my god, is he gonna cheat on me? To the man, what? Who hurt you? I, I'm sorry. Who who? <laughs> oh my god, bro. <laughs> the thing is, I've seen, I've heard women say this to my face, not even on like on a on a screen to yeah. my face. Oh, I. It's it was in Spanish, and if the woman who said this to me is listening to you, I don't care. I'm gonna say it anyway. She said, "Yo no puedo estar con un pendejo que siempre está detrás de mí." Basically, I can't be I with can't, a simp. Yeah, I can't. That's be with always a simp after me. Who's always after me? Do you know? Do you know what she wanted to tell me with that? You're boring. You're boring. You're too nice. You're yeah. too good. You you do everything right. And I need I need drama. That's what I'm hearing. I need drama. I need a man that's gonna that's gonna man gonna excite me. Yeah, bro, we're in a we're in a terrible state as of right now when it comes to the mind of people. Yeah, 
you know, because at the end of the day, you you and I, we can, like, rationalize these things. We can understand, oh, wait, I want love. I want stability. I want not perfection. I want to be able to know. Like, for, like I, I, I say this, and people laugh in my face when I say this, but I say it, no problem. I know that I am with a woman that will never betray me. Never. And I'll stick my hand in the fire for that. And just like I say those words right now, if I ever have to eat them up, I will gladly do so. I, my wife is with a man who will never betray her. And if one day, hopefully that never happens, and I don't think it will, if one day it does happen, guess what? I'll have to swallow those words too. Yeah. But I cannot live with the thought in the back of my mind, oh, what if? Yeah. What if they're gonna cheat on me? What if this is gonna happen? Like, wh- what if? What if she doesn't? That that's almost that's almost like saying, what if? What if people get fired every day from a job? Why would I get a job? That's no. Go do go do your job. Go do your work. And if you mm-hmm. do a good job, you're not gonna lose it. Mm-hmm. That's that's how that goes. So don't be that person, bro. That that would just get involved with a person for sheer drama because you think they have a perfect resume perfect resume like you just said and at the end of the day it was just that a resume do you know how many people lie on their resumes oh a lot do you know how many exaggerations and 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 over emphasizations there are on resumes Mm -hmm. you want to go ahead and just dive into the question of the day because of because of this is where we're at in the topic yeah yeah so question of the day it was actually not just a question of the day. You know, hold on. I'm going to tap the live. Actually, you go, you go ahead and tap it. Just touch the screen because I'm, I'm going to ask the question. Okay. The question of the day was actually a conversation that I was having with a group of friends yesterday over the phone. A bunch of truckers. We just spend the day talking, right? And uh, I told them that I was going to do this. The question was, if you are going to get married to a person, Right? You are interested in a, in a girl, and and it's gone to the point, it's so serious that you know that you want to be with her, right? Should you disclose everything to that person? Everything in your past? Everything in your past. See, for the sake, for the sake of, the, of the quote that I just said, I think so. At least the things that, you, that matter. Yeah. Like, there's no need for me to say, like, yeah, you know, when I was two years old, blah, blah, unless it's something that was very traumatic. Yeah. But in this case, I think if you're going to talk to somebody, maybe not in the first day because in the first three dates of getting to know somebody, it's very, um, it's very, it's almost strategic because in the first date, you can't really bombard somebody with a whole bunch of traumatic experiences that you had. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it is important for you to lay down in the course of dating somebody because that's what you date for getting to know imperfections, red flags that you have, things that 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 have rooted these red flags and these imperfections. Because as we said here, like you don't you don't want to, you don't want somebody, you don't want to be somebody, you don't want somebody to think something of you that you're not. Mm-hmm. Because eventually, you always say it. If if you if you got to do something to keep to like get with somebody, you're gonna have to do that same thing to keep to them. keep them. Yes. So plus, it's also not fair to the other person because if we switch shoes, you wouldn't really like. For a woman, something to be, kept. So, but actually, 
I like that you're going there because that was actually their reason for not wanting to disclose something. Because it's not reciprocated. No, I, they were like, there's no reason that I should tell a, a girl everything about me, right? All my body count, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so the reason you don't want to tell her, that you don't want her to tell you everything is because you don't want to disclose your dirt to them. So first date, boom, we already we, we already in, in, in the defensive lines. Yeah. Right off the bat. Yeah. But then they were like, no, that's not really what it is. It's just like not everybody needs to know everything because what if I find out something crazy about you that I don't really want to know? And then the reason why I feel like you should disclose everything to someone or at least ask the questions that you know will deter you from that relationship is because you owe it to yourself. Let's say that you are one of those men who is very picky about a woman's body count, right? Okay. Let's say that anything over 10 is wild for you. And the woman that you're talking to, you are basically ready to move on to the next phase of the relationship. But she does have a crazy body count. <laughs> it's it's up there in the 20s, right? Let's say. And then... That is crazy. It is for some people. It's not, right? But... And I'm going to answer that question, Prima. That's a good question. Um... Let's say that you do not ask that question because in your mind, she's a hoe, right? Women who have more than 10 body counts, that's a hoe for you. If you do not ask that question, whether you have that answer or not, she is still a hoe. So now you are getting involved in a relationship that you would not have gotten involved with had you had that prior information. So you are literally deceiving yourself Mm -hmm. into being with a person because that's she is not who you think she is. So ask the questions that you know will deter you. So Manny doesn't like this question. All right. So here's the thing. This is really just a, a hypothetical, like the body count situation. And I, Manny did miss the question. So he thinks, all right. So Manny, the question is, should you disclose everything to a person that you want to marry? And should that person disclose everything to you? That's yeah. what it is, you know? Obviously, for a rational man, a rational human being, or many body count really is whatever you did in your past, you did in your past. Yeah. Some men get caught up in that, others don't, mm-hmm. right? But I'm saying for the sake of loving somebody, for the sake of loving somebody, right? <laughs> she said she ain't a hoe. <laughs> Good for you. Anyway, for the sake of loving yourself, if there are certain things about a person that you know are going to deter you from being with that person, then you should ask them. Like, I'm not I'm not one to tell you what your preferences should be. Nah, bro, you should be with a woman who's been with 100 men. That's up to you. Yeah. That, that is, you know, your, your, your prerogative. You know who you want to be with. However, a lot of men believe that you don't have to disclose absolutely everything. And here's the thing. The details, you can spare the details. For example, an example was brought to me yesterday. So you're telling me that if you get divorced from Carmen and you marry a woman, you're going to tell her absolutely everything that you did for Carmen? I'm like, I'm not going to tell her. I'm, gonna, I'm not no. going to bleed my heart out here and, and say every moment that I spend with my wife. No. However, if I'm going to get married to this other woman, she's going to know that I was married previous to her. And she has to know that. I think it's important in that case, in, in that scenario, I think it's important to, um, again, maybe not in the first day or whatever, to let know why it failed in the first place. Yeah. Exactly. You you owe it to her and 
again, if you want that same level of honesty reciprocated to you, you owe it to yourself. You cannot be the type of man who expects women, someone to tell you something, and then you just ignore, oh, I'm not going to tell you. No. And, and I'm being very specific with marriage mm-hmm. because I don't need you as a man. You don't have to bleed your heart out to a woman that you don't know if you're going to be with three months from now. Because at the end of the day, it's really su- it's a, a, a sucky situation when you are with a person, you let them go or they let you go, and now there's this woman running in the wild with all this information about you. If you if you gotta lie if you if you gotta lie or deceive somebody about your own character, then that just means that you don't like yourself. That's true. Because I because at least if you're somebody, let's say me, because I'm a man, whatever. Yeah. I'm on a, I'm on a date with a girl, and I put and I play all my cards on the table, like 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 Hennessy just said here, and I just name start naming all the positives. Oh, I'm clean. I'm this. Uh, I'm good with money management. I'm a gentleman, but that's not really who I am. That just shows me. It's almost counterintuitive because that kind of just shows me to myself, I don't even like who I am and I don't accept who I am. Mm-hmm. Because why am I not proud that I'm actually a slob who doesn't, who isn't good with money? Exactly. Like, there's something, like, you got to start with yourself first. Exactly. But, the, again, the whole prompt is you should disclose. Like, there's certain conversations that are just not going to come up organically. No. They're just not going to come up organically. No, no matter how much you want to be, like, smooth about it, nah, I need you to tell me right now, straight up. If Again, if body count is something that's important to you. Because like, nobody's just going to come to you one day, a Sunday, beautiful Sunday morning. A man is not going to, yeah, so I've been with 17 women. That's just not going to happen. But if you are intentional about being with this person, you have to be straight up with these questions. And you almost have to be, like, surgical about this. Yeah. Like, straight up mathematical, cold, cold and calculated, and no emotions involved. Like, yo, tell me right now, because I need to make an educated decision. And I have found out that the majority of people will lie as far as they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it never came up. It never... What do you mean What do you mean you have a son in, 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 in Sicily that you want... Half a truth is still a lie. What was that? Half a truth is still a lie. Exactly. Uh, Carmen always did tell me something very important. A mission of information is lying. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't tell me something does not mean that you're not lying. And that that it takes a very mature human being to rationalize that. Because, oh, you never asked me, but you knew that it would be important to me. That's true. See, some somebody said here... Um, I think it was Hannah. She says, uh, but common sense doesn't exist, sadly, and people aren't doing these things. I think common sense exists. I just think people that p- people will do whatever it takes to 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 get what they need, to get what they want. Of course. Of course. Because all there's right. people who are very good at at just at just hiding who they are. There's people who are just very good at putting on a facade and a picture that's pleasing to anybody. Yeah. Bro, it- it doesn't have to be something as drastic as body count. It doesn't. It could be something as simple as, oh, there's a chance I might not be able to have kids. Yeah. I had a surgery. It's not a yes, it's not a no. But if you're just in a fling with a person, you're not going to talk about your surgical past, your medical history. But if you're going to get married to a person, you're going to ask them, hey, do you want to, you know, have kids one day? And then something that's embarrassing to them, 
because let's say that it was a traumatic reason that they had to get that surgery. Well, I don't know if I can because back when I was 15, 14 years old, I had a cyst in my ovaries and I had to get them. Like, it could be something as simple as that, but you have to be upfront about certain things. Mm -hmm. And somebody asked earlier, they were like, oh, is it wrong to, to break up with somebody because of their past? And I think that's very... There, I, I think there is no right or wrong. It's just what you are willing to handle and put up with. Is it wrong to break up with someone because of the past? Because you, you, yeah. you. If you're a person who, during your time of being single, you did all the work and you feel like you're mature, maturely ready to get into a relationship, I do agree that you should that your boundaries should still be up and you shouldn't just date anybody right. for any reason. You have the right that to to if you are somebody who likes a, a clean space, somebody who likes to be organized, mm -hmm. it's okay to go on a first date with somebody who isn't like that. But then again, it's also up to you if you really want to date somebody <laughs> and be like, okay, you're not as organized as me. Bro, I'm sorry. I just thought about something crazy. Or you're not as clean as... Go ahead. What you thought about? Bro. What you think about? So, it's like... There are like that question: Is it wrong to break up with somebody because of their past? I don't think a man is ever gonna walk up to his girl one day and be like, "Yo, just so you know, I used to like men before in my past." That's a valid reason for a woman to be like, mm, "I don't know, I don't know." At least to say, "I don't know," but it's it's a comment. Thing, bro it's a common thing it happens but now that you say that it also brings up the, the the topic of the you know the lgbt the fact that you can go on a first date with somebody and they can be like oh i used to be a christian now i'm a christina bro listen 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 hold that's on. important information hold on hold on that's i feel like that's going to a to a place where i mean i don't want to get into that topic. no i know i know but i what but let's bring it down to that first one like oh i a guy who used to like men before. Now I'm delivered. I don't like I like women's, right? That type of guy. And now but then this woman, she has every every right to go, Did you really used to like men? Or am I gonna are we gonna be caught looking at the same person down the street? Or like, are you gonna ask me to peg you? <laughs> Yo, this they're gonna I'm sorry, TikTok. They're gonna take this down now. They're not gonna do anything. They probably will. These are just reality. These are just conversations that probably happen inside closed doors that nobody's really gonna. That really, nobody's really gonna talk to. <laughs> Manny just typed his weekly Oscar, bro. Because every every time, every time, bro. You you're not gonna say it, but I'm <laughs> but, gonna say bro, it. Because but it's here's just... the thing. Hey, hey. What's the name of the podcast? Stay uncomfortable. And guess who's very uncomfortable? You. No, Peggy. Anyway, so the point is. Probably. I don't know. Mm. The point is that we have to be very honest with a person that we love. That's it. And I feel like you have to be willing. Here's where it starts. You have to be willing to disclose and willing to ask. Because mm -hmm. the basis of the whole conversation that we had yesterday was not so much their unwillingness to disclose but more so their unwillingness to find out something that they didn't want to know. And but but then and then the 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 conversation turned into oh if 10 years down the line passes by and then I find out I'm going to be mad about it but I'm going to get over it. And then I'm like okay, 
I can see that, but then I, I, I talk to myself, wait a minute, wait a minute. New information will hit you just as hard no matter how old it is. Yeah. And, and, and what and what did I say earlier? At the end of the day, what doesn't come what doesn't come up out of your mouth will come up in actions. So if for ten years of being with somebody, they showed you that they are a good spouse, why should information that happened 10, 20 years ago change the character of who they are now and the actions that has happened over the course of these ten years? You might be mad about it. But I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. If it's me and ten years have happened and we've had great a great ten year run. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to just throw that away because... Of course not. You're not going to forfeit it. Yeah. But imagine how you would feel. Because here's, here's where I'm basing everything off of. You kept something from me. That you know... You knew back then and you know now. Would affect how I see you. And I feel like it is selfish for you to keep something from me that could have quite possibly determined whether or not I would have been with you. It's selfish. You know what that means? You didn't trust me. You didn't trust me enough to make a decision for myself. Because if there's information that I know is going to alter how I view you, and for the sake of me, because I have my own standards, I wouldn't be with you, then you should straight up tell me. It's that like if if you trust me enough and you lo- you love me enough and you think I love you enough, then guess what? There are very little things, very little things that are gonna cause me to go mm, not gonna work out for me. I think it's irrelevant, but that's my opinion. I I think it's irrelevant, even it, if it's something as serious as oh I can't have kids, I might be mad or at least like natural whatever. I right. might be mad, but we can adopt. Bro, here's the thing. I also think it's irrelevant to a point. Like right now, if Carmen says we can't have kids, well, great. That's that's fine. Guess what? I didn't get married to you just because I saw a womb. Yeah, the live ended. Of course it ended. I thought you... I tapped it. Go ahead. Eh, whatever, I'm just going to finish. No, no, go ahead. How about you go restarted? Fine, I'll go restarted. The point is, <laughs> yo, this... This this uh little show today is gonna be funny, but um with that being said, we're just being very honest about how we should communicate to each other, because if we have the ability to tell people how we feel, to tell people what we've done in the past, we possess all of the ability to disclose certain things. Why wouldn't we do it? Yeah, to you it would be irrelevant, and to me, for me. It would be irrelevant to to a certain point, but mm, I don't know, man. I, I I think I just err on the side of why wouldn't you tell them? I mean, everybody's different. There's certain things like fear. That's not a reason. Everybody's different, but that's not a reason. I'm not saying it's not a reason. I'm just saying like the fear hits everybody differently. Okay, but here's the thing: if you're reacting in fear, that's is that a a good way to start a relationship? No, but it's not. Well, it's not a good way, but I guess it's it is a defense mechanism at the end of the day, and it's just like somebody could look at you like, "Oh, you're such a great person, and I want to lose you due to something that I did." <laughs> then, but but then again, you're here's how I see it: you're taking the power of deciding out of that other person's hands. I really wish I had a hotline too, bro. Because I would... I, 
honestly, this is one of those questions because again, this this is a little conversation. I looked at the phone. We were on the phone for like two hours and forty five minutes talking about this whole thing. Just this, and there was a lot of people, so there was a lot of different, you know. Pero, it's it's kind of like I said, you're taking the power of making an educated and informed decision away from someone else. Just because you didn't want to disclose them. Because here's the thing. A lot of people might might see it. Oh, you're lying about something. Oh, but it just never came up. Listen, man. One day, we might come up with a conversation. Oh, what was your sexual past like? Okay. Right? Sure, that might come up organically. But... No, hold on. Manny said, this question to me in the current context turns into a checklist. And marriage is not a checklist. I absolutely agree that marriage agree. is not a checklist. I agree. It is not. Just like the Bible is not a book of rules. Right. But guess what? It has rules. And guess what? I have boundaries. And how can I adhere to my boundaries if I don't even know what's going on or what has happened in your past? Because, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, everybody has a past. That is true. That is the truest statement ever. Everybody has a past. But guess what? I have family members that have gotten married to ex-crackheads that they have been sober for years and then push comes to shove, they're back at it again. This can happen to anyone. Don't get me wrong. Just because you haven't been through that doesn't mean that you're not going through it. You're not going to go through it either. And that's, um, you know, Let me ask it's you an extreme example. I'm going to ask you something. Go ahead. We're going to get real personal here. Okay. Because it is stay uncomfortable. Okay. When you first started dating your wife, mm-hmm. think clearly. Okay. Is there anything that you missed out or anything that you sugarcoated or anything that you was like, I'm like that, but then you're really not like that? Just one thing. Mm. Or would you say that your wife knows everything about you? At this stage? Yeah. Absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. Unfortunately, and I'm gonna say this, she's been through this. She's been there most of the time, so she saw all the BS that I've done in my life. True, true. So, it's even if I wanted to hide it from her, I, but not everybody gets that opportunity. You uh, know, not yeah. everybody gets married to somebody they've been friends with for like five, six years. That's true. So I'm kind of privileged in that area. Mm-hmm. She, my wife, knows anyone I've ever liked or ever had a crush on that wasn't her. Yeah. My wife has known all of my finance. Bro, my wife knows my medical history. She knows everything. She knows absolutely everything. There's nothing about me that she does not know. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it. All right, fine. Don't. I'm nah, just because... It's, I, I, I'm just, not going to depress you there. No, because you said that she knows your medical history, and I've been to the hospital you a few times for embarrassing reasons, and I was about yeah, to just... Yeah, yo, this, this guy's a real one. This one right here, he's a real one. He has been to the hospital with me for very embarrassing reasons. Yeah. Bro, yo, I'm going to dap you up right now. You... <laughs> You my, you my best friend, bro. <laughs> my best friend. But um all things being said, all things being said, I truly I encourage and here all right. So Manny said something that's interesting, right? Manny said, Crystal and I did not disclose everything, but we did disclose enough to know we could get married. I'm not saying that you have to write out and bleed out your heart to someone. Yeah. And Manny, just now you proved my point. You disclosed enough to get married. 
I'm going to just ask an open-ended question here to the live. Are there certain things that would disqualify a man or a woman from being your, your spouse, your husband or wife? Yeah. Are there certain... Right. An STD. You see? I'm going to say something right now. Because we, we're talking about... I'm, I'm we're talking about bodies. We're talking about I'm gonna say deceiving some, people in line. I'm going to say something right now. I have an uncle that got with a woman and lived for her for a certain amount of years. She had an STD. Knew about it and didn't tell him. And didn't say nothing. Said nothing. You see, 10 years of 10 great years, that would end those 10 <laughs> years right there. I don't care Yo. how fine and how good we are. If I found out that because of you, because of you, oh my God, bro, it's it's over. It's it, And that's that's ending it on the light note. It's over. That's like best case scenario. We're breaking up. But, yeah. but 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, there's certain things, certain things that you really don't care about. For example, let's just put it this way. Let's say that I don't care about body count, right? Okay. If my wife decides not to disclose it to me, or if I don't ask her, that's my prerogative, and that's it. We can still get married because but, it's not important to me. But you but but you know what I just thought of because I just mentioned the STD thing. You cannot care about body counts, but you should care about what comes along with all those body counts. Okay, which is why when. Well, not that anything had happened, but when we got married, before we got married, we got all these tests done, all of them. Chances for cancer, chances for uh, whatever, diseases. We got all these tests done. And then even, even like engaged, we look at our, at our charts. Okay, do you agree with marrying me with all this? I said all this like there's a bunch of <laughs> yeah <laughs> like are you okay bro <laughs> we we're all good what I'm saying is <clears throat> what I'm saying is we are we decide what we want to know yeah and we decide if we want to go on that journey exactly like if you ask somebody yo tell me right now tell me right now X Y Z if they go mm, you already know some BS is gonna come out along the way there's just, there's always gonna be two sides of the coin because at the end of the day somebody can. Like you say, bleed their heart out, and someone can express everything that they, everything they've gone through, and and everything, and you can, you know, you can either accept them and move forward, but don't try to. And I said it last week. Don't try to be that savior. If people are gonna change, all you can do is show love and show grace. And I think through that, the change will just come organically. Yeah. Or you know, intentional for the sake of love. Mm-hmm. But don't try to spend your 10 years trying to save somebody from being who they told you they were going to be and then get mad if it didn't work out and it's like oh I didn't know yeah ask the question man that's all I'm going to say that's yeah. that is the conclusion to that question for me at least if there's something that you want to know ask like Manny said which I agree with his point of view believe it or not we actually do agree disclose enough for you to get married yeah and if enough means everything, ask everything. Yeah. If there's something that they're not willing to disclose, then don't. Then don't. Manny missed the whole response. Wow. He got a call. All I'm saying is you owe it to yourself. And again, if there's something that I need to know and you don't disclose it to me, you're taking the power away from me for making a decision. And yeah. I don't, and that's what I what I feel isn't right. Yeah. 
that's that's pretty much my my prerogative on that. So with that being said, do you have anything else, bro, to add to this? No. Man, I'm just gonna say this. Well, I'm just gonna go off off script real quick. Not that we have a script, but still the W. Yeah, this when this live goes down, that's such a buzzkill, bro. It is. It's such a because we had like 30 people on the live when we're going down. Now. We did. So I don't know what to do about that. Maybe we're we're gonna fix that and maybe not. I'm not sure. But um, with that being said. That was today's episode. Of God Stamp. really, God carried this episode, I ain't gonna lie. Yep. Manny says YouTube Live. Yeah. YouTube is coming very soon. Very soon. As soon as we get that other camera. He it's... knows that. Why is he acting like he's not in the loop? No, 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 no. He's telling other people. Oh. I don't know, because Oscar messes with the phone during the live. Yeah, he scrolled on the comments or tapped the screen or something. I don't know what yeah, he I, did. Yeah, I just tapped on the... But either way, either way, it'll it'll get resolved in 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 due time. In due time, we'll have our own little production going on. Yeah. You know. Uh, But yeah, y'all, take it easy. This was Staying Comfortable, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week.